You know what I won't miss actually is because I'm assuming it'll go is um I was about to say run fat boy run, but that is definitely not the the, the name. Move 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 is the Although if I can get hold of GW before they print the or the guard codex, I'm gonna ask run, them run. politely to yeah, rename yeah. it Run Fat Boy Run. Miniature soldiers, big opinions. This is the Conclave Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Conclave Podcast. I'm the Sandman and it's good to be back. We haven't done a podcast for a long time. I think life has just kind of gotten in the way. However, I felt like talking about 40k tonight, so I'm joined by two friends of mine. I'm joined by Ed and Nassim, and all three of us recently went to the London Grand Tournament, the largest tournament we've had ever in Europe, and so I thought we'd talk about that. And both of these players actually did incredibly well. Ed went and played seven rounds, and Asim played nine rounds. So I guess my first question for both of you is just simply, are you okay? Have you recovered <laughs> from such an ordeal? Just about. I think it's been a week still, and a half now, recovering. and it's just the sleep <laughs> yeah. schedule is uh, just about back to oh, normal. By the time you're getting to that but, yeah. final game, Asim, are you, are you just like forgetting everything to do with Warhammer 40k? I, I always think by game three on day one, I, I'm so tired. I'm just making mistakes all over the place. Do you find that, or are you normally? Do you go the other way? You just like in the zone at that point. I think I was in the zone for the first, for the first turn. <laughs> just you know, and then after that, you're like, oh my god, this is too much for EK. There is there is such a thing apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> more sleep. That's what you need. More sleep and water. Yeah, sleep is definitely the most important thing I find um, before a tournament. So, you know, before we get into the LGT more deeply. Let's talk about uh, hobby progress first. We always like to talk about hobby progress on this channel, uh, on, on this podcast. I always say channel uh, on the podcast. So uh, what are you guys working on uh, at the moment? And I guess given the, the current position of Warhammer 40k, what kind of things are you planning or excited for? Uh, Ed, let's go to you first. For me, I've currently, I'm currently playing Tyranids. Um, I've played Tyranids for five years now, basically my whole 40k, 40k hobby career lifetime whatever you want to call it i also have a side slot of gsc that compliment uh, complements them but after five years i have most of the uh, most of the tyranid collection painted and collected at least so that's not no stress when a tournament's coming up to get things ready but uh looking forward i'm actually currently in the middle of painting bellicor oh, and wow. building scarbrand for a demon's army Wow. Are you going to go full corn? Are you like, are you going to go a mix? Uh, my heart lives in corn if I was to build a demon army. Fair. But the bigger thing that brings me to demons is just the greater demons. I like big monsters and I like to run at people. So, which is yeah. kind of what drew me to uh, Nids in the first place as well. So, anything big and big and stompy, I'm in. Yeah, I, they're always one of the more enjoyable things to play against lists with just big beasties because they're never terrifying but they're always a challenge they all i feel like they, they always fit a good uh, a good balance nasim over to you we know you're hobbying incredibly hard <laughs> always so what are you working on um i'm currently working on um to be fair I, i've 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 been looking at some cool alternative models for tau um battle suits just because they after playing them for the first time now, they are pretty pretty fun to play. They're really fast. It's great. Um, but I'm just having a look around right now. And I think, so I don't have anything concrete at the moment. But I'll probably say, I'll probably say the thing I'm most excited for now is the new guard refresh for the range. That's, I feel like I've, I've, I feel like the first time I entered a hobby again, I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. I just wait. I can't wait to get like three, four boxes of it just when it releases. <laughs> Ah, uh, good old guardsman. Yeah, what in particular stands out to you? Oh, for the god, it's just like everything about them. It's like it's just it looks so cool. Like the guardsmen actually look like you know, like the backpacks have straps on them before they just magically attach to their backs. <laughs> like the backpacks have straps. The models <laughs> just look beautiful. Magnus. There's new models. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, there's a new there's a new sentinel. It's like when you have that what was it called? Um, girl in school. It grows up outside of school. You, you meet her again, and she's like, "Oh my god!" You're now all of a sudden, it's like you've 
transformed into somebody else completely. That's like that's like the guard range now. <laughs> <laughs> and they also they have they, they they have artillery that's coming out that's new. Oh, I'm excited for that. I tell you what, it's one of those things. I thought it was quite funny when the release came out because. Like they were talking on the stream that people kept messaging and saying, what are the base sizes for everything? And I, d- I don't think they understood this question because they were like, why do people always ask us what base size is things going to be on? And the answer for that, uh, Games Workshop, if you're listening, is because if you're about to tell us that everyone <laughs> in the hobby has to resize 100 guardsmen, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a problem, right? Like those heavy weapons bases look much smaller. That means that we have to pull models apart. And uh, put them on smaller bases. So one of my worst fears in 40k is that I'll need to be told that I need to rebase the majority of my army, like yeah, yeah. Gaunt's move up to 32 mils or I don't 28.5 or whatever. Would I just be like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I can do that. I think yeah. I'll just never play those models again. To start with, I'd be like, you know what? This is actually uh, really quite exciting. I get to you know, go back to some old models that I haven't touched in a while. And then after I've redone the 30th base, on base, I'm like, oh, I'm so done with this. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so done. But um, yeah, they are undoubtedly gorgeous. I'm a little bit sad in a way because I kind of liked the goofiness, oh, God. especially of things like Catachan. Like the Catachans will probably get a new You'd box so. or something with Kill Team, you know, no doubt. But I kind of like the old... The, the old ones, like I actually have a, a, a squad of Catachans in my uh, Brew Brothers. So I, I only have guard really for, in my Brew Brothers. They're hilarious because the GSC heads are so small <laughs> compared to the Catachan heads. They, they look they look so freaky. I'm going to miss that a lot. But like weirdly, as a also a GSC player, it's like it's kind of like getting a second codex for us. If those artillery pieces are completely broken... Yeah, I'll have three of them, each of them on my shelf. Exactly. That's what me and Ed want out of this team. We want one data sheet to be broken. Just 500 points of yeah. horrifically broken stuff. Um, and yeah, we'll take that. And if you could make it something like a tank commander so I don't have to paint 60 models, that'd be great. Yeah, or artillery. Yeah, just yeah. like make it four <laughs> or five models no. that look really good and I can yeah. steal. That would be incredible. <laughs> All the models I have painted, that, no. that ideally GW, do that one. That would be <laughs> I have a GSC Baneblade. I've, I've always wanted to run that competitively. Oh, I'm so <laughs> jealous. I, that's, I have had that in my uh, think tank it for might, a while. It might be your day one. Maybe, maybe one day. Yeah, it, it might be, you know. It's, it's so funny. There's so many things, this edition, that like it's really tough to throw your mind back. And remember how things were. In fact, even going beyond, like, I, like uh, you know, me and Ed were talking earlier, and Ed, you kind of came in at the start of eighth, and throughout most of eighth edition, and people might not remember this, Space Marines were famous for being terrible. That's most of eighth edition. Everyone's like, Space Marines suck. They don't feel like Space Marines. They die to guardsmen, las guns. That was a really common complaint. Yep. And then all of a sudden, Space Marines were incredibly broken. Now they've gone back down. But uh, like it was, it's really funny. People, we really forget these kind of things. Um, you know, you mentioned Scarbrand. If you took Scarbrand to a tournament six months ago, you'd be a joke. I'm not sure you'd be allowed <laughs> in. <laughs> like, oh no, the AOS, yeah, exactly. the AOS uh, <laughs> tournaments happening down the other yeah, end of the hall. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So there, there are some there are some blinding uh, swings there. Um, so yeah, honestly, it, it, there is probably logic into investing into the worst guard units right now. <laughs> Standard Lehman Russes, just like not tank commanders. In fact, tank commanders, I'm assuming, will be limited something like Demon Princes. So, but like just normal Lehman Russes will probably hit on twos, wound on twos, rolling everything. They'll they'll get something crazy. Won't they? It'll be a, there'll be a new formation. Demolisher cannons will be like strength 16. 3D3 damage. Yeah. 3D3 shots at like 40 inch range. So Nassim, you, you're somebody who uh, kind of, you TTS'd to fuck, didn't you? You, <laughs> you, you were absorbed by TTS and you paid a, a massive amount. Um, it's not really yeah. something we've talked about a lot on this podcast. Um, so for the people that aren't aware of what TTS is, can you explain what it is and how it changed your life? <laughs> yeah so i think i started tts even like before covid to be fair it just really picked up during covid it was like every game's now and then uh before covid it was easier to get games in um i didn't have to travel for longer if i wanted to play with people in the states play there but yeah basically what tts is it's like you can play any board game really on it it could be chess it could be any board game that you you have but it was really i guess 
famous for like Warhammer because you could have your Warhammer there. You could have you could try any list you wanted without spending a penny outside of the, the initial cost of buying the game. But worth it. Like, so you you tried out different lists. If you if you wanted to play a hundred yeah. guardsmen, three hundred guardsmen, you could do it. You could do it. You just, you just copied and pasted. Yeah. And played a hundred guardsmen. And honestly, I think seeing the evolution from TTS from what it was before to what it is now is just crazy. It's a lot more civilized. I think it's that idea of uh, trying armies that is probably the thing that w- was most appealing to me because I had a bit of a play on it. In fact, I, I did a practice game against you and. Like, I just know it's just to- totally different mentality because, you know, I'm going to be totally honest, guys. You know, if somebody's got the most powerful army in the game and I'm thinking about taking, you know, maybe not even like a bad list, but maybe a list that's not like a meta list, but something I think, oh, maybe this could go the distance. I also kind of can't be asked to go down to a friendly local gaming store to probably have the crap beaten out of me because like that's that's effort right however if i message nasim and say hey nasim would you mind taking the incredibly good list and i just want to see whether i stand the chance that's like you know a couple of hours <laughs> of effort and uh, then we then i'll know right at least I'll, I'll know the mistake so it's just huge famously in the in the war masters chat you, you've had a lot of reps in tts what do you reckon you're on now how many games of ninth edition do you reckon you've played oh i mean games of not to be fair, i could tell you how many hours i have on tts full stop right now it's a large number um to be fair okay a third of it is me forgetting to switch it off but even then it's still gross so i have <laughs> two thousand two hundred and forty five okay. hours yeah on it point seven. that's that's a lot yeah uh, i just did the maths that is about 91 <laughs> days worth of yeah. but it, it's it's shown right you've had a pretty big stonker of a, a year right i mean i feel like you're always on goonhammer and uh, you know, see, I'm seeing your name all the time as, as one of a, a list, an army that's performing really well. And it was with you with Iron Hands, I should say, for most of the time, which have not been the most popular choice for a lot of this edition. Terrible army, I love them. <laughs> no, so are you would are you just like an Iron Hands fan? Did you jump on the Brohammer list and then just never leave? What what happened there? I mean, I wish that was the case. I was still playing guard then. I couldn't afford anything else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ed, Ed could back me up here. I was trying my best to try and make guard work with my tank commanders and my conscripts. You were struggling through. <laughs> oh, I was uh, trudging through the trenches. Yeah. No, fair. So I think it it wasn't until like ninth, like a few months into ninth before I picked up Iron Hands almost exclusively because I think initially I, I was playing stuff with my guard and I realized it wasn't really working. Guard's just not helping at all. I went to Pure Space Marines and started getting better. I've, I actually went through Raven Guard, like Imperial Fist, Blood Angels, White Scars, successes, and I was like, you know what, Iron Hands. I was like, oh wait, this is this is still pretty strong. No, but why why is nobody playing this? Yeah. And then just went down that line, and I just adapted the list over a few years. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you're alone. It was the kind of thing I saw your list come up a bit, and then actually, you know, quite a few. Uh, like decent players would jump on Iron Hands. I mean, actually, this has got some teeth. Um, but Ed, I guess this can't be too uh, unfamiliar for you because we've known Tyranids as being good for quite a long time. But if you were a pure Tyranids player, you must have had a couple of years there of some uh, some some shadow in the warp. <laughs> yeah, there there has been some uh, some events and some tournaments I went to during periods, uh, notably the period of the Castellan. Um, and knights in general, oh, yeah. and at the time I was playing double gene stealer kraken build, which revolves around having forty yeah. gene stealers moving really, really fast, and into knights just doing zero damage. Um, yeah. I would play games where I maybe would kill one knight model, and yeah. hope that I could win by just surviving across the board. Um, yeah. And I look back on that now after playing a pretty broken Nids list, and I don't know how I did it. <laughs> there were some miserable times. <laughs> I played that list a few times. That was, but I used to. I just played Tau for a long time, and um, that that was back when Tau, like Overwatch, was like a second phase. And obviously, as a Tyranids list, you know, your one gimmick would be. Yeah, what was like a 44-inch move turn one or something like that? Uh, So originally, I think you could get 48, and then they FAQ'd how one of the strats worked, so it went down to like 44. Much more Um, reasonable. And yeah, that was the other matchup was Tau. (laughs) Yeah, but like that's the thing. Yeah, people would do it. And then obviously, you know, 
all of those shots will just wipe. Twenty, um, yeah. what is it? Twenty geniuses, whatever. A free shooting phase on fives yeah. with three rolls yeah. for everything that you charge with in six. And if not, if one model time. didn't survive from the unit, you would charge with your second unit and just get overwatched again in the same phase. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have it the same as me, the Ned? Because that I, I was the same as you. That was like the first time I tried tournaments, etc. And so that was my first competitive meta. And so I have this thing in my head where even now. I think of knights as, even if they're uh, like statistically terrible. I always think of them as a big threat because in my head they are like the meta built, even though sometimes they're not. Do you have that? I think uh, everyone has that. Yes, a thousand yeah. percent. Um, it, it knight, knights and like you said, Tau. Those two, no matter how yeah. much how much better my army is than them, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. Nasim is making faces now because we think Tau is still better than Nids, but uh, that's a separate topic. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter how much better I am than those armies. I go into the matchup thinking, oh, this is this is going to be a loss. I'm going to have to strike really hard. And obviously yeah. it doesn't go that way a lot of the time. But yeah, you're right. The mentality going in is quite a uh, a different one to what a lot of other people will have, yeah. will have thought the matchup would go. No, for sure. Like my other one was is actually Jukari, which weren't like a meta build at the time. But I remember they were just incredibly, you know, they're the first army I remember I played. And I was, oh, this is so tricksy. You manipulate the game so well and so whenever i play against jukari i'm even you know let's say that statistically not very good i always think yeah but they're gonna be able to do a bunch of stuff and i don't yeah. know what's coming so um thus the gotcha guide was born um what about you Nassim? what's what's your do you have that do you have like an army you're harlequins like terrible harlequins harlequins okay fair. harlequins just I have P- I have PTSD from Julio playing his Drukari and Harlequins when I was first introduced to God. <laughs> just, just absolutely. I, yeah. I, I remember the first like like the, the first like kind of event I went to, which is like I think I was like a few months into the into the game. It was just like a fun five hundred combat patrol. I had like Scions, I had a Torox. I was like, oh, it's my it's, like, it's, it's 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 my it's my box that. But I've got his Julio and his optimized Drukari and, and Harlequins. I was like, okay, my boats are gonna go forty four inches. Um, yeah. going to charge. You, I'm gonna wrap you. You can't. You can't pull back and shoot. Okay, you pull back. I just spend one CP. I shoot you. He's 30, 13 mortal wounds. I'm like, what? The, what's going on? I was just like, yeah. And since then, I've been traumatized. Yeah, there are definitely like elder players and of all types. There, you could just throw in a rule at some point. I just believe you. If you were like, yeah, yeah, so I do another six mortal wounds here. I, I, pro- I wouldn't question it. I'd just be like, yeah, you, you probably do. I, I, I don't know. But uh, it can be pretty brutal. Moving on then, of course, now you guys are top tournament players. In fact, I should say, the War Masters team is, uh, I think, was it second in the UK now? Yeah, we just... Yeah, we just finished second. Very, very impressive. There are a lot of really good teams in the UK, so very, very cool. I have mixed feelings about this because technically I am on the War Masters team. However, I have contributed zero points to that positioning. (laughs) So it's kind of just a reminder. But like, I did think about this because Nassim, we had a practice game before the LGT and you've demolished me, to be honest. But like that practice game, I like to think, gave you the the advice you needed. I think you played Creations of Bio in the in the run up to the final, right? So there you go. I I, I helped it. Yeah. I'd knock it what it before our game and then I realized, wait, they don't have guns. I can just stand back and shoot all game. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was uh yeah, that didn't go well for me. Um we're gonna move on quickly from there. But yeah, so like in, in the run up to the LGT, did you guys practice a lot for this? Was it were you guys really gunning for this or was this kind of a surprise to do this well? Uh, for me, it was definitely a surprise on how well I did. Um, I, yeah. I, like you, I had not contributed a score up to this point it, for the Warmasters <laughs> uh, team scores. So I was feeling a bit yeah. the same. And I decided to just copy, uh, almost copy the kind of just most meta uh, NIDS build going in and just thought, okay, well, I can't blame the list then. And yeah. I think this was the most practice I had going into an event and it seems to have paid off. So yeah, this yeah. is the most prepared I'd been for an event. That list, just, I guess, just for our listeners who aren't very uh, familiar with, with NIDS um, or the competitive scene, why is that list so powerful? Um, the list revolves around uh, stacking both offensive and defensive buffs on one or two hammer units, in this case, Tyranid Warriors. Um you would make them difficult to hit, difficult to wound. And then when you did wound them, they had an invol and a feel no pain on top. 
and you could make them minus one damage, and it essentially made all of the efficiency of people's guns that they paid a lot of points for you like less efficient, and they were overpaying for wasted stats. Um, and then when they reached you in return, they would kill whatever they touched, essentially. Yeah. That yeah. combined with some harpies, which just fly around the table and shoot whatever they want, is uh, a lot of fun, for me at least. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a powerhouse. I mean, so, yeah, High Fleet Leviathan, for anyone who's uh, not familiar, uh, gives all of those Tyranid warriors uh, transhuman physiology, so they can't be wounded on a one, two, or three which is very, very strong. In fact, I played a list in the LGT that was like, it wasn't all Tyranid Warriors, but it was a lot of Tyranid Warriors and Raveners, which are kind of similar-esque, aren't they? So, um, yeah. yeah. And actually, the other thing that really shocked me was how many Mortal Wounds I, I took against Tyranids. That was, a, it's a lot of Mortals. Yeah, it's it's not the focus of the list, and then you accidentally do like ten to twenty yeah. mortal wounds to somebody, and they're like, "Hold on, how, how did that happen?" Yeah. You think, yeah, was, that's just that's just on top. Tyrians are a bit of a wild one. This edition, um, I think Art of War actually said they were the, probably the most powerful codex we've seen upon before nerfs. Before nerfs, they were the most powerful, and like they have had already two pretty big nerfs like pretty impactful and yet they're still uh statistically one of the the strongest in the game and i think the other thing that's kind of fascinating about them is their secondaries aren't very good are they so they're kind of just fucking devastating yeah the the secondaries are pretty terrible um you usually pick a psychic one and you kill something from your opponent's art and whether that's bring it down or no prisoners and then third one, you you take banners and you place one banner and you hope you table your opponent fast enough that you can put up other banners. <laughs> um, yeah. Or at least yeah. kill your opponent fast enough that you don't have to worry about the secondaries. That's uh, that's a different yeah. problem. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a very brute force army. Yeah. How was your run? How was the LGT for you? Like, um, any big standout moments? Uh, I had some fantastic games. All of my opponents were were lovely. Um, I I guess had the fortune. Maybe uh, un- <laughs> it was unfortunate. I'm not not sure, but it obviously worked out well. I ended up playing three other Tyranid players in mirror matchups, um, right. which that really solidifies you as as the better player, though. I like to think so. (laughs) Um, The list, uh, the way my list is built in comparison to theirs often helped me. But what I did find is it it took the mental strain out of having to think about all of the little things that other armies do because I understood what their army did because it's my army. And it, it, I think, helped me a lot that I didn't have to keep track of, you know, somebody tells you all of the stuff they can do at the start of the game. But me already knowing that kind of reduces the mental load and I can think about on execution rather than panicking about what I'm forgetting my opponent can do. So what is it about your list that you think gives you a good advantage versus other Tyranid lists typically? Or in these um, so the other lists, uh, the two of the three armies I played didn't have harpies. Oh, okay. And I have fully, they had traded them out for more warriors essentially and another Hive Tyrant. Yeah. And my harpies are fully loaded. They have heavy venom cannons, which are strength nine, AP three, damage four, which are perfect into Tyranid bodies. Um, yeah. If you catch the unbuffed squads of warriors, every failed save just kills a warrior or kills his own throat or kills any of the medium sized infantry. And yeah. Nids don't actually have that good at answered harpies if they don't have their own harpies. Um, so they kind of just get to fly around un- unmolested. And they drop the little spore mines, don't they? Which are brilliantly annoying. Like they're they're fantastic. Yes. It's a lo- that's a lovely little mind game. Just deciding uh, in the game, you're just like, do I s- what unit's going to take mortal wounds this turn? Because if I don't do it, you choose it, right? Because you, you'll just move them into something. So yeah, correct. Yeah, so yeah. you you just drop them behind a wall and say, if you really want to come over here, you're just going to take somewhere between two to five mortal wounds to the face. And I know yeah. there's a lot of Tyranid builds coming out now, which is like spore mine stacking, which has like a spore assist yeah. fortification, which pumps out, I think, six 
more spore mines on average. Wow. And then th- and then uh, three biovores, which pump out another 3D3 spore mines. <laughs> and then before you know it, you have like a blob of 18 spore mines yeah. sat around a wall and say, either you come here or I'm going to charge hilarious. you with them. <laughs> well, not charge, but advance towards you with them. So yeah, spore mine, if you move into it, it's like on a one, it does nothing, right? But on a two to five, it's one and a six is uh, a D3 or something. Is that right? That's correct. That? Yeah. Yeah. So the average is so the average is one then. So the average is one more wound. So that is 18 mortal wounds. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, it's on a, sorry, it's on a five plus it's D3. So two to four is one. On a five five, to, five and right. six is D3. So yeah, yeah I think it averages cool. out to be like 1.2 mortal wounds. But also that, that is a, that is a, textbook list for just psyching your opponent out all right i don't know what i'd do the first time i play that list you know maybe to be fair maybe the you know third or fourth time you'd be like you know what i know what units i'm going to sacrifice to the to the mortal wounds that'll be fine but the first time you play that you're just like what do i do do i just should i just not move what happens here um, so yeah. so looping round to knights being my kind of bugaboo matchup um this is kind of returning the favor for them yeah. because you can deploy the spore mines three inches away from them and their bases are so big right. that their movement doesn't allow them to clear the spore mines. So you just stop them <laughs> moving effectively. So if you take enough spore wow. mine generation, you can just keep a knight's player in their own, oh well, at least for a large portion of the game, in their own deployment zone, as they have to shoot or charge these spore mines as they progress through the field. Um, so I'm sure there's some yeah. knight's players with choice words about the matchup now. When you fire the, the Biovore, can he like... Can he miss? Or is it just you just pick a point and you put some spawn mines down? So there's two mechanics. Uh, either you can shoot them like regular, and if they yeah. hit, they do a mortal wound, I believe, or something along those lines. Or the, the squad can do an action where they then plant up to 3d3 spawn mines anywhere on the feet, well, anywhere within 48 inches, but more than three inches away from your opponent. Damn, that's so cool. Man, okay, interesting. If I may, uh, your final game, um, what was that against, out of curiosity? What, what failed the beast? Oh, I played um, uh, Alexandra, the finalist that uh, Nassim also played oh, with really? Emperor's Children. Yeah, oh, he, he, he took us all down. I think he took down yeah. three War Masters in the end because he also played oh, Ryan wow. during the event. Yeah, he brought me, wow. you, So Nassim really Ryan, let us down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he worked on a lot of people. He like, did not have an easy run. I think about it. He played with David, played with Vic, played with me, played with you, played with Ryan. I'm like, damn. Like, yeah, like, he uh, he earned that crown. Yeah, he did. Fair play yeah. to him. So I guess briefly on that, do you, are Empress children, do, are they like a massively underrated faction, do you think, right now? Because I'm, I'm assuming they're not going to get much attention from GW, so do you think they're are they looking pretty hot, or is was it just kind of he's a great player? I mean, they're pretty good. Kind of um, I mean, like it's testament that like players like Vic and there's playing them, like Alex playing them one day or two with them, but like even at Chicago, like they they were there in the finals with Harlequins. Like I think yeah. I think they're definitely a strong army. Uh, probably a little bit overlooked, but I, I definitely think they're definitely one of the better armies to play for Chaos Space Marines right now. Them and Creations of Bio, I mean, because melee armies with Creations of Bio yeah. is, is, is pretty tough. And the, me, the, me, the meta is melee. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think we actually mentioned I, I did go to the LGT and I did take Creations of Bio because, um, yeah, they're just ridiculous. But I, to be fair, I'm assuming, at the point of recording, I will say, the data slate is not with us. It might be with us by the time this comes out. Um, so I'm trying to bear that in mind because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming Creations of Bio get nerfed um, because uh, Dark Sadeth had a very similar rule. The rule is that you, every model can fight on death in combat and they got a big nerf to Dark Sadeth. So I'm assuming they get the same thing, which would make, very, make a lot of sense. Um, and at that point, I'm assuming they'll fall pretty far from, from where they are. I don't know exactly how, how strong they'll be, but... Um, yeah, certainly nowhere near as good as they are right now. Yeah, yeah, Nassim, so you, you on the other hand, like I said, we've spoken about Iron Hands a bit, but you actually quite late into your <laughs> LGT preparation switched to Tower, right? Yeah, I think like two weeks before the event. <laughs> I was like, you know what, guys? Wow. So I what, play what was ta- it that made you switch to Tower? Um, I mean, I just, I looked at them and I was like, all right, I want to do well this LGT. I was like, if I can take my Iron Hands, I could potentially go 5-0. Yeah. More than likely, it's going to be a 4-1. I'm going to run into a tricky matchup. And I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to be fast enough to get back into it. And I was like, cool. What's really fast? What's really good? 
what shoots really a lot and what has untargetable stuff. I was like, Tau has commanders. They can't be shot. Okay. They move 18 inches. Okay. And then I, and then I started reading their rules. I was like, wait, they don't have a bad warlord trait. What? Yeah. And they just had all the perfect gun profiles to deal with the meta. Like, we started warriors. I've got a three-man squad that's got 36 best shots at string five that we roll six wounds. Plus nine, basically, plasma shots. I was like, okay, that's good. Yeah. And then you have another eight of those guys. And then, I'm asked about, yeah, and then you have, you have another eight of those guys. And then you have three commanders. And then you have planes. Planes are really good. Yeah. As, as Ed will tell you. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're everywhere. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're another classic. You know, I don't, I don't think before a year ago, I don't think I'd ever seen Sunshine. I didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't know they existed. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't yeah. know Crew Hounds existed <laughs> yeah. either. I didn't know Crew Hounds existed either until the Codex drop. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think, yeah, I was really late for it. But to be fair, I think in the two weeks that I played, I, I had a lot. I had a practice game almost every day. I think I, I, there were some days I was playing two to three games a day. Um, Like, yeah. I, 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 I think on the weekends, I was playing like two, like I, I was supposed to play like three games. And like every other day, I, I like, and then every day I was pre- playing at least one game. So, because yeah. the list went through like eight different iterations before I was like, all right, I'm happy with this. Which I still wasn't 100% happy with. I was like, I'm happy with this. I'll submit this. Yeah. It's cool. I think, again, kind of a bit, I think, weirdly, I think, well, probably by myself, I'm thinking of here, like a little bit underrated Tau, because, like, so I was I was playing Tau. I was playing Tau when they were horrifically good, right? And they were just crazy, <laughs> crazy powerful. And um, that was a really fun time. And then I, I switched to Chaos Space Marines. Uh, so yeah, Chaos Space Marines, partly because they were my new army. And so I was like, wow, quite excited to to play the new boys. And also I kind of felt, I will say, I felt quite lucky because like, uh, as we were talking about creations, about really crazy. They were having a really strong tournament uh, tournament results. And all of a sudden I was like, I remember talking to a friend and I was like, oh man, that's crazy. I don't think I've ever seen a Creations of Bile Army. Like, what is that scheme? And then I re- I Googled it and the Games Workshop Creations of Bile scheme is the Black Legion scheme. So I was like, oh, I actually have that army. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can just play that army. Uh, that's that's pretty cool. So um, yeah, I learned that. So I, I played them. But one of the reasons I switched from Tau was because I actually thought, I didn't think they were this strong as, as you've kind of proved them to be. Um, I think primarily from kind of a secondary point of view is what I was looking at things from. Um, mm, like, I've... you know, I, I, I wasn't scoring very well um, on the Tau secondary, especially. Um, and I was taking R&D and Engage and Strangleholds. Those kind of things were getting me most of my points. To the last was a big secondary for me, mm. and they all got nerfed, of course, and, and when we got to Warzone Nephilim, and so I kind of, uh, I guess I didn't really look into it enough, but yeah, I dismissed them probably way too quickly. Um, what what do you normally take secondary-wise? For my secondaries, I took Aerospace and Decisive Action. I think every single game, plus whichever murder one I could get, for my opponents um so unfortunately never scored hundreds because you couldn't score hundreds anymore i took banners once that was that was pretty much it um but yeah aerospace was really good it allowed me to if i went second i didn't have to think about it till turn five and one of my opponents didn't have models yeah um, the size of action was great because it meant i could kill my opponent and then score points so i didn't have to think about objectives till turn three it was yeah. great so it was, it, trust me when you, when you don't you don't have to think about scoring points until like battle round three you're like it's just so it just helps you. Yeah. It's like you leave it a lot of stress. But you also would have needed some very high scoring games to get to, because I should say, people who aren't familiar, the LGT is a huge tournament. It's the biggest one in Europe. Mm. So there's a lot of undefeated people, but you also, you need to have quite a high score, right? To to get in. So how did you score so high? Um, I killed people before 10-5, if I had to be really honest. I think honestly, like I took, very late game secondaries so i myself i realized <laughs> the weakness of tower was going to was going to be scoring primary yeah, yeah the weakness of tower was going to be scoring primary the secondaries is going to be fine um however i found it that a lot a lot of people really underestimated tower because of the nerfs and yeah. i was able to just get primary leads so it just allowed me to actually maximize my scoring instead of scoring 70s and 80s which was what i was expecting i was scoring 90s because i was able to max my primary and yeah. cap out at my secondaries at what I could get. Interesting. Uh, ah, cool. No, that's amazing. And yeah, your so your final game. Do you think you could have won it if you if you'd go again, or do you think it was a bad matchup? Yeah, no. I think I think I think um, after turn one, definitely 
I mean, I, I, I think we, we, me and Alex spoke about it after the game. We went for nice TJ Fridays to celebrate his victory, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is nice. But I think if I was to play that game again, like I, I, I definitely like my odds. Um, I, had, I hadn't had any practice games whatsoever into Empress Children, so I wasn't that well versed into them. I understood yeah. they shot well. I didn't understand they shot that well. I probably would have hit a little bit more. I probably would have put one plane behind the L in case I lose the roll-off. But I thought even if he shoots me, he would kill a plane. Maybe like, maybe win the other one. I almost killed both. That was terrifying. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I definitely think I would like my odds going going into that matchup again. Mainly because now that I've got a better understanding of the matchup and damage profiles into Empress Children, definitely definitely helpful. Yeah. So when it comes to to Tao, I, I guess both of you, it's an interesting question, I think, because we all naturally have a bias towards our armies. Do you guys think your armies are too powerful, I guess, is, is one of the questions. Oh, Tao is and busted. If you, if you do think that, what would you do? Because it is quite tough to balance armies, of course, without you know killing them. Um, so what, what would you do? I guess, Ed, starting with you and Tyranids. Um, yes, Tyranids are too too good right now, for sure. Um the what's going on with Tyranids at the moment? They have very good data, uh, like data sheets across the army. There's just a lot of well-costed um, models, and then the ability yeah. to stack buffs on top of them as well makes them pushes them over the top. Um, yeah. So, I foresee what is going to happen is the data sheets are going to get point rises across the board to reflect the fair cost of them, but they're then also going to nerf the sub factions like Leviathan whether they move transhuman onto only certain models and then it might yeah. end up in the bin basically i think they might go too far with it which you know after the 9 months or whatever tyranids have been good for now maybe not quite that long um might yeah. be deserved um but yeah there's they yeah. points i think is is kind of the the good starting point rather than ruining the sub factions yeah, I guess outside of Leviathan, there isn't really a lot. There is always like a one Gorgon list and one Kraken list as well. <laughs> but outside of that, it'll be that and then, you know, 15 Leviathan. So, yeah, I think that's probably fair. Uh, as someone who doesn't play Nids, I would definitely, I would be honest, I would like to see a change to Leviathan. But I don't think it would go too far. I think I would just do like, uh, you know, can only be wounded on a, a one and two on uh uh, warriors or maybe change it to be like uh Drukari have which was actually a bit of a surprise because of course they did this like half half transhuman measure on Drukari yeah. uh, and then they didn't follow that through with Nids there's all these discussions and people being like oh things get play tested with different groups and blah 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 so maybe there's, no, there's a reason yeah I mean they have precedent for they've got Ramshackle which is strength 7 and below and they've got the Drukari yeah. Transhuman, which yeah. is, I think, strengths 11 and below as well. So I could see them doing something yeah. similar. So say, if yeah. it's not a monster, then just on strength 7 or below, they don't. They only get 1s and 2s. Um, but yeah, like you said, I hope they don't go too far on everything. And then the list, like, you can't even use another sub-faction, the next best sub-faction, yeah. because the, the, the sheets are bad as well. Yeah, they'd be picky enough for Leviathan, something something reasonable, and then it would still be still be decent. Um, and then yeah, do you do a few a few points increases where necessary? And then because the other thing I would do is I, I would buff the secondaries, which would then give you uh, more play, that's, right? So that's the alternative. Yes. Yeah, I, I would love to have secondaries so I could go back to playing the mission and yeah. like play crack and be fast, play the mission. Yeah. Um, but it's just objectively worse right now. And I will say the one thing that does happen when you have an army that is really, really good is people don't properly push the codex as far as it needs to. Like, you know, you just, like you say, always people take just loads of Tyranid warriors. Um, you know, I, I don't know what, but I'm assuming if, let's say, Tyranid's got a bunch of big nerfs on the key, key units, all of a sudden people go like, you know, actually, Death Lepers. Have you noticed? They're crazy. Or something random, yeah. right? It'll be something completely wild and everyone will take that. You start um, to yeah. see, you start to see like fourteen Carnifex builds yeah, exactly, and other wacky exactly. stuff that could be a lot of fun. Yeah. So that's that's the dream that Carnifexes can run wild. You know, you know when you see one of those lists do well and you're like, oh, it's kind of like a meme list. That's kind of cool. And then like you see like four more the next week and you're like, okay, <laughs> this is nothing. Not um, yeah, that'll happen. So what about Tower then? Is he like, uh, like yeah? Where, where would you hit them? And what is it that you, that you think makes them so powerful? One, they they do 
stupid damage. Um, they do absolutely just the the, the damage is is just insane. It's, it's dumb. I like it's. I, 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 like like my brain just like after playing space for so long, I just it's uncomp. Ah, it's, yeah. <laughs> like, like they have. Every, they have the perfect gun profile for everything in the meta and for every yeah. profile out there. You need something for hordes, burst cannons. You need something for armor of contempt, plasma. Uh, you, you got plasmas. You, you need anti attack. You've got fusion blasters. You've got a hammerhead. Just knowing one million damage, take it. If you need, <laughs> yeah. If 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 you need to shoot out of line of sight, they've got airburst. If you need to shoot good guns in line of sight and hide up line of sight, they've got the strats. They just they have everything needed. Is just and they're so fast. They move eighteen inches. Like what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Like, like I I remember telling my opponents, oh, like, and they were asking me, oh, so how far can you move? Like, oh, I can go eighteen inches here. I was like, oh, so you can just touch this L here and see through everything in the board. He's like, yeah, I can. I was like, yeah. It's... And I think yeah. I remember in my game with Stephen Box, he was like, can you see him? How far did these guys move? He was like, oh, eighteen inches. He's like, if I'm here, am I fine? I'm like, no, not even close. <laughs> I like, all right. So what do I what do I need to be? I was like, you need to screen this, 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 and this from this one squad. He's like, okay. Well, I've just used my entire army to screen, so I don't think it's a good screen. It's like, nope. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to touch cover. No, you're not. I've got target lock. You don't get cover. Yeah. Minus yeah. one to hit. No, ignore modifiers. <laughs> Transhuman, reroll wounds. Feel no, no pains. Ignore feel no pains. Phase gap. Ignore phase gap. It's just, I was just like, it's insane. No, fair. That's uh, So what would you do? Do you think it's... So do you think there are any specific abilities that you think need to be hit? Or do you think it's mainly just like a points thing? Kind of no, I board. think I, I actually I actually think the points are actually roughly fine because you can't take I I I probably put crisis up a little bit like five points per model but um the points I find are roughly fine just the I had a genuine migraine the other day because I was thinking of which tower just to take because they were all good <laughs> I didn't know which one I was like I, I was like paralyzed by choice I had too much freedom I was like yeah. it's like walking to a candy store and just being like ah what do I get there's <laughs> so much. <laughs> I I was just like I think I definitely think some of the abilities need to get toned down. The the like the the gun profiles make sense, but like they're good. But what makes the gun profiles good is the abilities, like being able to ignore modifiers, full back, full back and shoot and charge for some reason. They can charge, full back, shoot and charge, ignore, and, and ignore modifiers. That's all one ability, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. one ability on one commander, and that's without counting the commander's guns. Yeah, because they they just give that. And then you've got a commander that even gives you 18-inch movements. You just, see, yeah. you, you, you just move plus eight inches. You don't roll an advanced roll. Do you think? Um, do you think terrain was a big factor? Because I, I, I'll be honest. When we played our game, that was the first time I realised. I was like, oh, actually, these LGT boards. Um, it's not as much terrain as you'd think. When I first played on yep. this, I was like, oh, this is really dense terrain. But actually, yep. I think the more I played on them, I'm like, oh, actually, there's some big avenues here. Um, especially yeah. just something like you say is fast as Tau. Um, yeah. Do you think terrain I mitigate Tau? I, I was kind of exactly the same, just to touch up on that point a little bit. Because I want to play Space Marines, I was like, oh, this is actually really dense. It's actually hard to get out of sight. You have to yeah. play the angles, you have to pull on the sides. But that's because you move at normal speed. Because you, because you play <laughs> Tau, you touch the arrow on their side and you're like, I can see everything. Nothing hides from me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but if, even then, like, I think I because I, I played I, I played a few games on WTC boards like uh, last week with right. the tower and I was just like I could still shoot where I wanted it's like yeah. just I, I I think towers that army I mean they're not the most durable but so that's, that's definitely a weakness there like like they don't do well into trading but I guess there's not a lot of other shooting armies in the game though so that maybe you've got an interesting point there that may, maybe against you know let's say guard become a thing or let's say admech get a bunch of buffs and they can make a shooting build um, maybe tower might fall down to that. I'm always surprised because like I I used to just load up on shield drones and just never die. It was a fantastic thing. They're but like people, people don't seem to run many shields. Yeah, yeah, I assume that's why. And and you know maybe they will get the bejesus bone out of them when they go against another shooting army. Yeah, yeah. No, that's interesting because uh, yeah, it, it's. Uh, yeah, it's a tough one to balance. I, th- I think we st- we don't see from GW a lot of... I, I think it's unlikely they would tweak a bunch of the Warlord traits because they like, they'd like they like the the nerfs to ideally be clean. Point Points are quite a clean nerf because it's just like, look, you don't have your points memorized and uh, you just refer you first <laughs> to the latest. 
latest points. Mm. So they can fix things with points. I think they prefer they to. Yeah, um, 100%. So t- taking the gamble then that uh, this will come out <laughs> after the balance <laughs> data slate. Uh, what do you guys? What are you guys hoping for? And just like you know, generally, and I guess uh, I guess also if you see in terms of guard, what kind of things oh. are you hoping for? Rules wise, um, Ed, let's let's start with you. Um, so I think that like the the overall meta is in a super great place at the moment. Sure. So I actually don't want to see that many tweaks. If I'm being honest. Um, Fair. Obviously, let's let's tone down some of the top armies. Nids need to be brought in. However, they figure out that out. I think Harlequins need some kind of light touch. Um, yeah, a heavy touch. Referencing light there, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> a toilet um, touch. <laughs> yeah, if they could bring those down. Obviously, there's some armies at the bottom. Admech need basically a codex rewrite at this point. I'm not sure how they're savable <laughs> without just giving them basically zero points. Um, and making them yeah. mental again. Have have Admech got any nerfs? Because they obviously they took some of the nerfs away. Like they gave core back to you know Iron Stride and stuff. Are there any nerfs still in place for them that they could repeal? Do you think? There Did they some. repeal the they strat have... stratagem one with the auto wounds? Yeah, I mean that's I think that's one CP. So instead of four up, it's five up now. So that's right. That's, that's all right. Yeah, but yeah, it's like it's one CP, and so it's like it's a five up. To hit is an auto wound rather than a four up to hit. It should never have been a four up to hit. We say that, but now Voltan are coming out with a four up to hit for the entire army in auto wounds. This so, is you know, kind so. of what I'm yeah. more scared of in the future is yeah. uh, Votan possibly guard arriving and just kind of ruining what I think we've got going on, which is pretty good right now. Yeah, that's what makes really makes me laugh. Thank you for like as we're talking about at the start of the podcast, like things like now you're like oh yeah you know taking sunshine bombers that would have been crazy funny a while ago but like in six months everyone's gonna be like oh another mordian list <laughs> i'm just so sick of playing against three mordian basilisks you know it's so overpowered <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, i'm looking forward to whatever artillery <laughs> they have for whatever regiment it's going to be heavenly yeah. having to shoot your opponent without being inter- interaction with them great mechanic never enough at gw yeah. why would you <laughs> I, I, after playing Hive Guard for like three and a half, four years straight, I can say that that is a really good feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love just not interacting with my opponent. It is a, it is a very satisfying feeling just to you know watch them slowly fall into madness. It's yeah, it's it's brilliant. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's a perfect. So I guess thing. yeah, yeah. I, I think those ones you said had a pretty reasonable like a point on troops or something for Harlequins. I'd probably be all right with to be honest. And then like. Yeah, five points on the odd Tyranid unit. I'd probably be fine with, to be honest. So what I'd like to see is Necron Secretaries toned down a little bit, and Fair a enough, few yeah. and a few points cut on the data sheets because the data sheets are not the best. It's just the secondaries that leverage them. So a few point cuts on some data sheets and some data sheets to not have core that don't merit core. Yeah, and just the Necron Silent King shouldn't have core. Like I think he's he's perfectly good <laughs> without it. <laughs> Silent King should go up also at least fifty points. He's four. He's he's just so he's like probably the one of the best units in the game at 400 points for what he does like even if he does have anything to buff he's still for 400 points just amazing um harlequins yeah. are probably i'd say the most broken army would that need a nerf um there's just a lot of but a lot, a lot just a lot about them it's just like lights like the twilight is good thousand suns is now slowly becoming my new like harlequin for ptsd <laughs> they are absolutely horrendous to deal with if your opponent is competent. It is actually terrifying. I oh, don't man. want to play against. I don't want to play three thousand suns you with any a, army that I have. You mean all the defensive buffs like cover armor of contempt, all his dust? No, it's, it's like it's it's that sure, but it's just the flexibility that they have. Like one that durability sure, but. That psychic phase that you can't do anything about, and you're just like, yes, here's a million mortal wounds. Plus, I'm gonna shoot and go back. Plus, I've got good secondaries. Plus, I do a lot of damage. Yeah. Plus, I'm really tricky. I can I can kill my terminators, bring them back, come within nine inches, regen a terminator automatically. Got cabal points. I'm gonna insta cost his power. I now have a five inch charge into you. I, I was under the damage, like yeah, no penalties. My entire army is fearless. They're all fearless mm. for some reason. God knows why. They're made of dust, apparently. 
dust pants. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Insane. I might play Interesting. them. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they're going to get a, a heavy touching from GW at all. So you might be in for a, a difficult time there. <laughs> to see, yeah, I, I think if anything, you're more likely to see like a drop on something like Magnus because there are the big models are always so... The game wasn't really designed to have such powerhouses in the game and um, they're either terrible because you lose 400 points uh, without it doing much or they become fucking horrific. No, that's fair. And so yeah, what about guard then? Yeah, are there any specific guard buffs you're really hoping for? or And I guess as well, new units because we haven't seen everything yet. I'm really excited about those new artillery pieces. <laughs> I've heard. I'm really... <laughs> I want to be fair... The unit I'm looking forward to the most uh, on a serious level is definitely the Sentinel. It's just had such a massive glow up uh, yeah. compared to where it was pretty... to now. It's just so beautiful. <laughs> it's actually yeah. just it's actually so beautiful. Like because uh, I I love Sentinels. I always love Sentinels, but I just thought they looked a bit derpy with their legs. It's like just walking yeah. around. Well, they they were they they were clearly inspired by uh, popular. Uh, Disney franchise, so you know, <laughs> there's always that. So, but I mean, you say derpy, but aren't aren't you going to paint yours in bright gold? <laughs> that's not derpy. That's that's, thank you very much. That's royalty. Okay, how dare you? It's it's, yeah. it's actually it's actually it's actually sire. To every time you uh, address one of my guardsmen, <laughs> every single one of them is of noble blood. Remember oh, that. Wow. Fair enough. Interesting. Yeah. No, I think guard are. You know, it's quite funny because this year has been. Uh, not a great year for balanced codexes, as balanced as the game is, as Ed says, <laughs> right now, which it is, it is arguably, I think, one of the more balanced times we've seen in, in years. But like a lot of codexes have come out needing big nuffs. Um, and like the the few exceptions we've had, for, weirdly, it, from my point of view, are like GSE, um, Knights, and, and, and Chaos Space Marines for the most part. Um, mm. But like the reason I said GSE and Knights is because. Those armies naturally, I think, are probably quite likely to break the game because their core mechanics or the core data sheets are so strange that it doesn't it doesn't take much to make knights like GSE broken, in my opinion, because they do things in the game that no one else can do. Um, but they came out and they actually came out pretty balanced, like really solid win rates. You know, the odd tournament high placing, but nothing too spectacular. But then it was things like yeah, so. Tau, Custodes, Tyranids, Votan, um, all of these books, which is terrific. And Guard are, I think, weirdly more in the uh, more in the, the GSC uh, Knights camp because I would, them having all of this ignoring line of sight firepower uh, means that they, if I was GW, I'd be like, okay, we're going to have to properly look at this because that is obviously going to be massively unbalancing for a lot of armies. Um, even even now, a lot of people a lot of people really struggle to play against, you know, on a site shooting, it will win you a lot of games. No, no, I agree. Um, it's it's factions that kind of like sometimes rely on one-trick ponies, like GSC yeah. and their Deep Strike. It does give you that chance to just kind of break the game if you're a better player than your opponent. And Guard, obviously, they're traditionally known for big tanks and artillery. And yeah. they could just come out of the gate. Very cheap infantry, yeah, screened yeah. by, yeah, it means you can't get to them either. So there is that chance that if the points come out wonky, that we just see the car park returns with yeah. with 60 car park attendants standing out front making sure you can't get in. Please. Yeah. That, it sounds like, I, 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 I think I've got pictures on my phone of when I had that myself, like for just four, three basilisks, no, four, no, three basilisks, two um wyverns and just double firing whichever one i needed it was great plus bulgrins and lots of tanks oh, heaven you know what i won't miss actually is is i'm assuming it'll go is um i was about to say run fat boy run but that is definitely not the the, the name move 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 is the although if i can get hold of gw before they print the or the guard codex i'm gonna ask run, them politely to yeah, rename yeah, yeah. it run fat boy run <laughs> but, but uh my movement yeah, is not gonna like go that... anywhere how dare you it's gonna stay yeah I mean, it's always funny how much further they move than things like custodies it's hilarious to me like, well they, like 24 inches a, a, yeah. a human body is moving equally as far as like a, a an eldar jet bike 
Yeah. Oh, and you yeah, think like, wait, hold on. Yeah, it's like twenty-two with advancing, isn't it? It's just, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's probably probably right. weird, but like weirdly, there's a lot about like the nature of that mentality of just throwing guardsmen onto points that does kind of work with ninth edition. The only thing is, will they be able to hold any no. objectives? <laughs> no. God are great for holding the line, but yeah. not in game. <laughs> <laughs> I think their secondaries will have a big, uh, big role to play. If their secondaries yeah. just require them to, like, I don't know, end, like, say, treasures of the Aeons, where you can just finish your turn on an objective, then yeah. guard players are going to be extremely happy because they don't care if they have to pick up their ten, mm. ten dudes off the point at, yeah. in their opponent's yeah. turn. I think I think the current secondaries for God right now are actually really, really strong. I think the only things that are stronger than that is like Harlequins and Necrons. It's just the data sheets just suck. That you don't yeah. see God. They, uh, I think with, God honestly have like top four secondaries in a game. With how little I've seen God, I couldn't tell you what the secondaries were. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like, I literally fact, don't sorry, know, I should yeah. say we haven't. We, we didn't really touch on secondaries. Obviously, well, Nassim did, of course, with uh, with Necrons. But I am really curious to see what GW do because I think the feedback was was pretty clear, um, which was you know things like. Just because it feels narrative, GW, you can't just give these factions a rule that says you get 15 points. You, you don't you can't <laughs> just do that. It doesn't make sense to, for the for the game balance. So, um, you know, sisters, look looking at you like the, those secondaries are so. Yeah, the massive imbalance there was kind of interesting. Um, I, I'm curious to see what they do. I'd always be tempted to be tempted to kind of uh, go back and say you can only take one of your faction secondaries, but make the think through the general secondaries more like you know stop having these everyone take stranglehold but also don't make it where it's things like engage now where it's like who who can do engage so few armies can do engage you know re- realistically and, and score well on it it's just yeah they need to properly think through secondaries that will you have to sacrifice things to do them but they're possible and you can you can do them um it's it's, a, it's not an easy task but it's yeah that's that's where i think their head should be at and you know as much as we talk about points and what i talk about points then uh, yeah it's a massive deal so i i do fear that we might not see any secondary changes in the status slate i think they may just hold off for them in the new campaign book oh the new gt pack sorry because they release them every well, six months I thought each war zone was a new GT pack. Yeah. Oh, perhaps yeah. I'm wrong then. In which case, happy days because I don't have to worry about the. <laughs> them just yeah, I don't know. You, like, to be fair, you, you might well be right because, yeah, I guess it depends on um, whether it's been a focus for them. Because at the same time, you know, the, the rumor mill is, is buzzing. You know, we can't deny it. It is buzzing about tenth edition and Valrak has done videos on the Dark Angels and the Blood Angels and the Tyranids getting a big focus in like a year or so so i'm assuming that is games workshops kind of big focus right now and it's kind of it's kind of weird the back end of the edition is always weird because it's kind of like you just it starts forward. to get wild yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah and the same the same thing happened in eighth yeah when they released like space marines 2.5 yeah. uh, or whatever it was 1.5 yeah. and it's like oh they they clearly just testing stuff yeah. now for <laughs> yeah. the next edition no, exactly um but like i think yeah, well, I, I don't know how you guys have felt about this. I have been pretty impressed with GW uh, recently at the, t- at the time of recording before the Balanced Day Slate comes out uh, because uh, they, seem to be, <laughs> they seem to be taking on feedback. Like they seem to be taking on feedback in terms of uh, a lot of people said they don't like the game being this complicated. Uh, and, you know, I'll be honest, I don't mind the game, but I appreciate it's got a, it should have a wide appeal. So they're trying to make it simpler for people, which is what people, most people seem to be saying. Um, and when things come out and be uh, unbalanced, they're actually saying, oh, yeah, actually, we need to tone this down, which is a bit of a change because I remember with like Admech and Jukari, you know, you'd get like kind of Warcom articles saying, uh, you know, like, oh, yeah, you guys thought these <laughs> were broken, but actually in this tournament, they were fine. So, ha, like, and it was like, no, that's not the way do things guys but um being being told to take more auto cannons and chainsaws is definitely uh oh. definitely a certain take <laughs> i think i think uh when was that? i think this is when like space marines just had like the first codex and everyone was complaining about them because you know first codex of the edition i was like just take exocrines just yeah. take auto cannons just take plasma and you'll be fine and it's just like people are just like no everyone yeah. has that yeah it, but yeah. Uh, 
I, I couldn't agree more. I think even the even the latest MetaWatch article that came out some past couple of days, yeah. even them kind of taking ownership to being able to say, "Oh, I think we have messed yeah. up, and we're trying to fix it," is like a massive improvement. Yeah. So yeah, they are trying. I yeah. think I made I made a post about this, which I think I had a lot of conversations about this actually, where I was saying like I actually don't mind the Votan and, and that kind of thing coming out unbalanced. It, it actually doesn't bother me. As long as if things are very clearly unbalanced and, and like, you know, we talk about TTS, the game gets played a thousand times more in the first week than the entire playtesting process. So things might slip mm-hmm. past the net, whatever it's going to be. That actually doesn't bother me. You know, I genuinely don't mind that a book comes out and it's horrifically powerful as if when it's horrifically powerful, rein it in. You, you don't need you don't need weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of data um you if <laughs> you can tell if things are overpowered um it's normally very clear don't like people people like to do the whole like you know oh you wait and see on that kind of thing but you gotta remember people pay a lot of money to play <laughs> and just being like hey yeah i mean yeah so these uh these 20 tournaments um they'll be incredibly unfun because they'll be very really imbalanced but after that i'll be fine like i don't think that's a really good solution so i, I yeah I'm, I'm very happy with seeing swifter action I, I agree. I think in the in like you said in the opening weeks, it you can kind of if you just track the top players, that you'll be able to figure out what's broken. Yeah, right. The best players are going to figure out the best stuff and take them. Um, leaving it go, like for me, and I'm sure it's the same for Nassim, It's frustrating to play broken armies, but we we're committed to the hobby. We play a lot competitively, so it's yeah. not going to stop us a lot of the time. We'll, we'll kind of fight through. Also, I'd like to say. I like to say, just for me and you, we haven't played Brooklyn Army. We haven't <laughs> met a chase. We our army just have have happened to being good or bad. I've just now accepted that I want to play Tau because they're fun, and God is gonna look really fun. So I'm saying it now. Even if God is terrible, just disclaimer. Even if God is terrible, I will still probably play them alongside Tau. But if they're really good, I'll probably just play God. Yeah, I mean, I've I've played some atrociously good armies this this year, and. A lot of people like to say they've played ban armies, but like to clarify this statement, when I played GSC, nobody, I was like the top player in England, I remember, for a long time because nobody played <laughs> GSC. That was how bad they were. There was no one else with an ITC score in the entire country. And so we used to joke about it a lot on the podcast. And like, I will always say that was the most fun I ever had at tournaments. Because, like, even if I went to tournament with them and I went two and three, like, it was honestly the only time. And I, I, like I said, I played Tower for a long time. And when you play Tower, people really sigh when you take your army out. It's a proper, like, oh, God. And I tell you what, as someone who loves Tau and, like, I've read all the, the Tau books, I would say. So, like, it breaks my heart when people do that because I love Tau. Um, but, like, when I played, when I was playing GSC then, like, people were genuinely rooting for me to win. And that was wild to me and like it is it is definitely some of the most fun but yeah it's, it's kind of yeah obviously it's very easy to fall into the pattern of meta chasing it's kind of hard not to because um you know everyone likes to win so james james um, <laughs> james <coughs> james sorry okay. back yeah. off, off james <laughs> james Okay. For re- for reference to anybody who doesn't know the War Masters team, that's a dig at a teammate who is uh, notorious for meta chasing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the one thing I say about meta chases though the 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 speed with which they have to paint that's quite impressive in of itself. You know, I think that should be a genuine, oh, yes. like its own little like tournament. People should have online competitions like a week. It's like a gamble as well, like a week before LGT. You know. You get your you get your boxes delivered and you've got to paint all of them. That would be great. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. You know how we mentioned at the start how uh, sleep is a big component? Yeah. <laughs> just the yeah. lift before a tournament, you're just like cutting that. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Um, yeah, I've done that. I've, yeah, trying to get to the painted. Um, which is weird because I'm never I'm never in like the best painting category and my stuff's always like tabletop ready. But for some reason I get yeah, I get this desire to try and get forward. A lot of my Dark Angels and Black Legion especially are for me some of my better painted models. But then like with this, my Black Legion are probably my best painted army. But then 
I realized how good possessed were. <laughs> and I, I wanted 15 <laughs> of them. And the, the, they were not painted at all like a week before the LGT. So all of a sudden I had to like rush those guys out. And uh, yeah, so it was kind of a shame, really. But um, there, yeah. there is an art to getting a scheme like table ready where you can put it on the table and it looks part of the army yeah. and it looks ready, but doing it in a way that allows you to go back and improve the paint job if you do want to like a, a well painted yeah, well painted I army. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I can do that with my Black Legion, but the thing is about them is there is no real way to paint gold trim quickly. Uh, just not it's just not doable yes like you can you people sometimes say oh you you know paint the the gold first and then the black it's like but you're still that's ah, still time you know it's time it's not like like my gsc and tau i can i can do quite quickly but um yeah black legion just fucking take ages but they are pretty they are very pretty so there we go um cool well, i think that's uh we're going to call the podcast there guys thank you both so much for coming on um big shout out to the uh warmasters 40k uh instagram page where like this is kind of exciting you guys are well, I, I say you guys we are kind of like a, a newish team i guess and um yeah making great strides second place you know i did that i, I did nothing for it but i'm, I'm a part of it. <laughs> I, I got i got third place you contributed as well. that's all that matters yeah, there you go yeah. there you go exactly yeah, yeah. So, second uk but third globally there we go oh there you go that. oh that's very 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 impressive yeah and um yeah massive massive props to both of you two as well um and thank you so much for coming on um this this was a lot of fun um we normally don't talk a lot of competitive stuff on this podcast so um hopefully this has been interesting for the, the people listening at home and uh yeah we have had messages and people asking um when we're gonna get recording things more regularly um i, I think lo- general life i think has just gotten in the way a lot for the guys and so uh things slow down but um we have got plans to try and get things uh, up and running on a more regular basis so um yeah yeah stay tuned and uh we'll, we'll be with you again shortly um thank you so much for listening to this episode and uh, we'll see you next time bye <laughs>